This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. In the studio with me now, I have Louise Vandenberg, who is the president of the Netherlands Society of the Waikato. Good morning, Vies. Uh, good morning, Gary. A uh, fine and uh, nippy morning it is today. Yeah, for sure. So you're in to talk about um, Dutch Week, which is um, being recognised in New Zealand this year, which is uh, quite unique, isn't it? It's a new, uh, a new thing. Yes, uh, there are lots of different weeks in New Zealand and uh, the Embassy of the Netherlands in New Zealand has pushed very hard to have a Dutch Week as well. Um, uh, as you may uh, notice, there are a lot of Dutch people in New Zealand, especially so in the Waikato, and um, it, it is good for people to know a little bit more about all the different people that uh, they share their towns and their communities with. So there are a lot of um, of Dutch immigrants in the Waikato, particularly, aren't there? Mm. So, and after World War Two. And New Zealand wanted to repopulate uh, the country to make it more economical and they uh, managed to get a, um, a contract with the Dutch government to bring young strong families over to uh, build up New Zealand and um, so for 50 years there was a contract to um, for people to come over and of course, in the Waikato being a great farming area, the Netherlands is also known for um, great farming. So that was a really good match. Plus the fact that the Waikato is quite um, non-hilly. So very much like the ne- Netherlands, uh, quite flat compared with, for instance, Southland. So Dutch people felt very much at home with the green pastures here. Um, and... Um uh, in terms of um, the recognition of Dutch Week here in the Waikato, would you like to um, explain to us the um, the exhibition you have going on uh, with the Netherlands Society? Yes, we we decided to have uh, this particular exhibition during during uh, Dutch Week, uh, which which coincidentally uh, yesterday was the uh, birthday of King William Alexander which is a, a, a big phenomenon, a, a, a big party in the Netherlands as well. Of course, not at the moment because they are still in the middle of COVID. Um, so last year, it would have been 75 years since the Netherlands was libera- liberated from German op- occupation. So the Netherlands, uh, the government, all the different townships, the cities, all had worked extremely hard to make it an enormous remembrance and celebration. And then COVID struck. So there was very little they could do. This year, still, they are... Um, um, very much hindered by COVID where uh, they still cannot have big ca- gatherings. But because it was so significant and in New Zealand um, being quite free of COVID and being able to assemble and get together, we, with the, our society, decided to uh, have an exhibition about 75 plus one years of liberation of the German occupation. And uh, we started yesterday, we already had a, gate, a great crowd and people really were impressed with what 
they were able to see and do there. Uh, so the the exhibition runs till Sunday, and I'm very pleased to hear that Saturday is going to be uh, good weather because people from the um, military vehicle club and the military reenactment group are coming along on Saturday to have uh, make our display even bigger with their uh, trucks and jeeps and uniforms and have a parade through the Netherville Retirement Village where the exhibition is being held. Uh, you do not have to be retired to come and have a look at our exhibition, please. <laughs> it is school holidays, so it's a really good time and, and, and place to take young people to, just to remember of what happened during World War Two, just to as a reminder to... Um, to be kind to each other and and not have power as the most important thing in our lives and and overpower others. Uh, what what happened during World War Two should never happen again. We have very very poor learners from um, what happened in the past. So seeing it again hopefully will remind people that there were awful times um, that we need to try and avoid by trying to be better people. What sort of uh, elements are there to the exhibition happening at the Netherville Retirement Village that allow people to um, to learn about uh, the Netherlands' um, experience of World War Two? Uh, to start off with, there is a, a display of uh, pictures and uh, explanations on those pictures with the timeline starting from D-Day, going to the Battle of Overloan, which was the uh, the, the one tank battle uh, fought in Europe during World War Two, the only one apparently, uh, going through Market Garden that everyone will have heard about, maybe seen the movie about, and um, get an understanding about the fierce fighting that happened between the Allied troops and uh, the German uh, military and the, the held up in, at Market Garden which made it take so long to for the rest of uh, the Netherlands to be liberated. Uh, so that is one thing. So there's a timeline of all the different uh, battles that took place. Uh, we made sure that it's not too gruesome. It's, 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 it's not scary to look at unless you have lived it through it. Uh, some of the people that have visited said, yeah, I remember that. It was terrible. It also talks about um, the hunger winter, the winter of 44-45, which was particularly harsh, where people had um, no food, no fuel, particularly in the, in the three big western towns. And that was mainly because the German uh, military had decided that no fuel, no food was going to go into those cities because people on the um, public transport, particularly the trains, were on strike uh, against the, the um, uh, invasion of the Germans and uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people literally di died of starvation. And there are some, uh, there is uh, some pictures about there and a short uh, 50 minute movie just for people to get some impression of what it may be like, may be, what it may have been like for, for the people there. Uh, apart from that, there is uh, some interactive stuff. For instance, uh, the uh, German 
uh, occupation would not allow Dutch people to have a radio. Just imagine if they would get messages from uh, outside of the Netherlands or they could or the resistance fighters could communicate with each other that of course was was not allowed but of course dutch people being quite clever they had built their own radio radios and they hidden their radios so this one interactive stand where the visitors are uh, encouraged to find the hidden radios and they're in some very clever places Apart from that, there is a, a display from the Taifari Military Museum who have been so kind to uh, set up a, a, a lovely exhibition. Uh, part of their exhibition is a quite impressive bit of weaponry that you can't miss coming into the hall in Netherville. Uh, can't walk about it, it's too big. We tried to get it through the doors, it didn't quite fit, <laughs> so it now sits underneath. Uh, out of the rain because they are all very, very old pieces, as you can mention, at least 75 years old. Um, apart from that, we also have um, uh, memoirs from people who have lived through the war. Some of them are, uh, were written in English already. Some of them I have Google translated quite successfully. And some of them are written in Dutch. And um, uh, the last bit of, of uh, memories are what people have kept from those wars. Uh, for instance, the identity cards, some of the uh, cards that people had to have to be able to buy food. It didn't give you food. It allowed you to buy food if you had the money or you could trade uh, for goods that somebody else um, was willing to um, to. Uh, to trade for food so like food stamps but not free food stamps just to for rationing which happened until um, 1950 in the Netherlands in some areas this uh, sounds like people can get a real experience of the um, Dutch civilian uh, experience of the uh, the war and the importance of the liberation, um, which is um, a really refreshing and different take to have looking at um, at the World War Two, isn't it? Because normally we're looking at uh, solely the military element. But uh, what you were talking about before, about the importance of the radios and about how Dutch people would mm, um, mm. would make radios because um, their uh, normal radios have been confiscated, um, that really shows the resilience of the Dutch, doesn't mm, it? Absolutely. So uh, radios was something that they were very clever with. Um, uh, other things was like news. There was only one newspaper that was allowed by the Germans, and of course you couldn't trust what was in there. So people in the resistance would print their own um, <clears throat> their own newspapers, which of course had to be um, spread around the population very, very carefully because the German soldiers had no interest in. Uh, people resisting because uh, they were very clever or very, uh, not very hesitant to imprison people or if that wasn't easy um, possible then people would actually, uh, actually be executed so every family will know someone in their family who was either executed by the Germans or who died in a prison camp or who died through minefields or things like that 
The exhibition sounds very interesting for anyone from the Dutch community, but also um, from the wider community in the Waikato as well. So would you like, um, just to finish up, Louise, to give us a... Um, uh, an idea of about uh, where people can find the Netherlands Retirement Village and um, how they can go into the exhibition. Okay, so the uh, exhibition is at a, a Netherville Retirement Village Hall. It is on four Admiral Crescent in Flagstaff. It is signposted, and uh, the hall is at the end of the straight drive-through. And it is signposted as well. The exhibition runs uh, until uh, Monday, the sorry Sunday, the second of May, and the exhibition is open from ten in the morning till four in the afternoon. And people can just stroll in and have a look. And um, sounds like people can spend a lot of time in there as well. Yes, you can easily spend a whole day in there. Uh, the entrance is only a gold coin donation. Uh, this is something that we want to share with people, not to make money on. Um, we we do have coffee, tea, and some light lunch available as well for those people who want to stay the whole day. Mm, essential to have coffee there, eh? Absolutely, <laughs> and it's a good touch. Maybe strong. If you don't like your coffee strong, just let us know and we'll put some extra water in for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Louise Vandenberg, President of the Netherlands Society of the Waikato, thanks so much for joining me on the free breakfast. Thank you for having me, Gary. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.